Hello, hello, and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And with that, it's all downhill from here. Well, Goop, there went my egg. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on with the episodes. I need this wine now, dear. It's been a week. Cheers. <laughs> Legally speaking. Legally. Are we blonde about it? Are we blonde? Are we blonde or well, blonde or blonde at this point? Um, are we wow. orange? Like that's the question. Like what are we this week? <laughs> so we are recording this one day after they officially announced that has been indicted, right? Or will be? Is he being? Or how's it work? He has to be. He's going to be indicted. Yes, he formally has to surrender on Tuesday. I think is how it works. I'm not sure with the grand jury bit. Yes, um, <laughs> we won't. We will obviously end up discussing. We have to at we, some point. At some point, um, I, I I need to see some action before. Otherwise, we're going to be doing this every week, vamping. <laughs> but in the words of Smash, just not today. Yeah, not today. All I'm going to say is that if you are angry by what's happening, then you need to take a long look in the mirror and get on the right side of history. Crime is crime. Crime is being sorted. This individual had a influence on the American system, and so should have no fear in that it will serve him properly. All I'm going to say, the wills of, or actually the scales of justice, you know, are quite heavy, and, um, you know, justice will be served at some point, and, um, yeah. Yeah, justice is blind, but she can smell Cheetos a mile off. Yeah. You don't always get what you want, but sometimes you just might find you get what you need. But that is someone having a very bad week. Have you had a bad week or good week? Or what have you? What did you do this week? Um, that, that's you because you didn't have kids. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I've had an in-between week. It's been productive on a social level. Uh, professionally, it's been rather frustrating, which you and I will talk about not on the podcast. Yes. Let's see. Saturday, I, I had a very good day with my good friend Julie. Yes. We we were working on Ladybird stuff on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it has been um, officially announced that we will be presenting in New Haven in June on a paper about Ladybird Johnson and her influence on landscape architecture. So wait, 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 that round of applause was quiet. Where's our Where's our audience this week? Oh wait, there, there is no audience. <laughs> I, we, we need a clap track. So that's that's exciting. Is this Is this um, something you are you have, for want of a better word, pushed your way into, or something that's been requested of you to present? Oh, 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 so you have to submit an abstract, yeah. so it was very much, a, I guess you could say we pushed our way into it, but I mean, they asked for paper ideas, and we said, here we go. But it was a, a formal request, <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, it was not for one of these, like, oh, we know your expertise, can you please speak on this? It was like, no, we, we have a session, would you like to present? And so we are. And that's very exciting. Yes, uh, it was followed by Oysters at Hank's, which was just fantastic. I mean, I haven't had Oysters in so long. Jen, they closed down the other place up, Evans Morgan. Yes, I know. The cheap place that Dom took us to. Yes, I, I like that place. I was very I did too. The bartender loved you. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it was your pithy attitude. <laughs> I think I said something about someone and he, he, he laughed. I think he did a spit take and I was quite impressed with myself. Yes, and I don't even remember what the comment was, but I do remember him like doing a spit take. 
Um, and then after that, I was able to see the priest for about 20 minutes. Sort of a drive-by, you know, dealing with the priest. <laughs> and his little Pope-mobile. Yes, his Pope-mobile. I mean, we've had a lot of witty repartee this entire week about St. Sebastian and arrows and St. Agnes and ecstasy. You know, if you know, you know. Uh, wow. So. <laughs> my, my Christ. <laughs> Someone's. <laughs> Pieta. <laughs> but you've survived to Friday and that's all good. I have survived to Friday. I wanted to kill a co-worker and then wanted to kill another co-worker today and I was just like I will have vengeance on you idiots yes we, we've had a lot going on this week with work and it's been a weird one and I'm kind of like ready for a month reset sort of thing yes I think next week's going to be a lot more focused for me I, I have no clue how next week's going to be for yeah. me I, I'm just all I know is that there was one day I think it was Thursday, so yesterday, that we were both like, oh my god, at the same time, and it was like, oh my god, you've got the same problem I've got. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh. No, we had a weird one. Well, we had a lovely one. We had, um, well, we had lovely Nick and Sophie here last week, and Nick mm-hmm. was staying with us till Saturday morning, and then we literally got home and did a changeover, and then lovely Vanessa came to um, join us in the afternoon, and then we had Vanessa till Wednesday, which is very nice. But it does take a lot. Like, and I said, I love both my guests. I hope you're both listening to this. But it is like we've now got a weekend of a to-do list that's reasonably reasonably involved because we've got to get ready for England. Um, right. Luckily, the hubs managed to sort the lamb for Easter next week. So that's oh, fantastic. Mar- yes, he was in Wegmans. Shout out to Wegmans on that one because they do the obscure cuts of meat and that sort of thing. I'm assuming I'm bringing wine next week. Just wine, yes. There'll yes. be plenty. Love, yes. I've got a nice, I've got a plan now, and I've got the office potluck to plan out this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll just get a shopping list ready. So that was basically it. But no, we, yeah, it was a it was a bit of an odd week, but actually, you know, even like you kind of get to the end, get, when your guest's about to leave, I was quite sad, actually. I was like, oh, I'm going to miss this being, being quiet. But oh. we went um, out. We had hubs's boss over monday and we had a vegan lasagna not vegan um or not even lasagna we had a vegetarian moussaka um, <laughs> none of the above, of the above. <laughs> that's what you're saying <laughs> but no it was good so we had to, yeah we had we had a really we had a nice time but like yeah definitely by the end of like the weekend it was just, i was tired hosting can be draining like no one seems to realize that like you love having the company but at the same time it's like oh that that was a change that, that was a difference in my routine like oh it was also just as, as well as like you're more social so you're you kind of I'm still trying not to drink early weeks so I should have Wednesday off because last night was uh, the office happy hour mm-hmm. or the union happy hour mm-hmm. which I ended up organising and then we're out tonight with friends um, and lucky they're not staying which sounds horrible but then they, they were buzzing me and said can you sort somewhere out to eat and I'm like I and then at the, the team my team at work want to have a happy hour and Max and you and I'm like this is exhausting yeah but the union happy hour was good it was really hard actually to find anywhere that would take because we don't know we don't know the number of people we're going to get mm. I think we're about 150 strong and and we don't have funding <laughs> we're, well, we're a, un, we're a yeah, union yeah, yeah, yeah. so we don't know who we're going to get and we actually had like I think at least probably 40 of us but a bar Deco, Deco in Chinatown has a really nice roof deck. It's really Do I cool. know Bar Deco? I don't know. I've not been there with you. I've done a couple of... It's near the office. 
it just they didn't they they, they we, we had a bit of back and forth with them about you know do we want a menu a reserved area and we're like we can't afford that we don't have the money but where is Bardaco by the way dear the one behind China you know she got the main stretch in Chinatown yeah it's it's to the left it's one block to the left if you're walking in, into Chinatown from north uh, no, no, I haven't been to that. Yeah, one. it's yeah, it's nice. Is I I I like it. I was thinking of the one by convention center. Sorry. Yes, it's not by convention. No, it's definitely. Yeah, okay. There's one in Blackdown Alley. Has some nice ones. There's a oh, lot yeah, of yeah, nice yeah, bars yeah, around yeah. there. I love Blackdown Alley. But no, it was good, and we had a really nice time. And we're getting this a nice little group of us. I think that are recognising each other in the office now, and sort of like. Oh, so good. that was good. So shout out to the <laughs> union. Oh shit! Shouldn't say that. <laughs> 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 uh, shout out to the. Union. Union. Um, <laughs> I will. I will probably keep that in of a bleep. But no, uh, no. Shout out. We had a really nice time, and it's nice to get back in the office. And I think we're looking at doing the next one, uh, Pride. So we're oh, gonna, yeah, nice. we'll, yeah. So we'll pick a bar around. Yeah. <laughs> but fair, fair enough. Thinking Dirty Goose or Kiki. Yeah, Dirty Goose got the roof deck. You see, Kiki's just got oh, the yes. back. Yes, but I feel like you could fit more people in Kiki though. Outside. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's back and forth. But I do agree. I do love the roof deck. It, Goose, it does a bit of a sun trap. Yeah. So, that was quite the week. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. Actually, it wasn't actually. It was. It was a weird week. We'll talk about the week later. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be drama, drama, drama all the time. No, just no, half the time. Just half the time. So, what are we drinking? Oh well, that's an excellent thing as we go into Ina's garden this week. So we're drinking. I'm a... barefoot, but I'm gonna get ticks. So I might have some Lyme disease. Yes. Yeah, so, we are drinking a 2020 Vendi Savoir. It is a wine from northern Italy. It is a white wine. It is very minerally. It is delicious. You could pair it um, with fish, I would say. I'd it's not overwhelming. Way. No, it's not overwhelming it's, at it's all. It's whelming. It's whelming. No, it's good. It's not, yeah, not, yeah. Not, it's not overwhelming. Like, I'm not overwhelmed with emotion, but it's like it's not. It's a good. I find that some whites, when they're strong, can be. Yeah. I would say the citrus is like on the second note and it's very faint. Yeah. Very faint. Like. You know it's there. It's a good, it's a good versatile wine. We'll put it that way. You could pair it up or pair it down. Is it verse top or verse bottom or just verse? I think it's just verse. <gasps> oh my god! It won't panic then when the um, the bottom asks it to top in. No, no, or vice versa. No. So I kind of, I kind of cheated out a little bit today with the the snack. I was looking for stuff and I was going to get us some bone broth. <laughs> and maybe some but then I was like well you and I and I see if there was vegan I know it sounds silly vegan bone broth like if there's an equivalent and I was like I'm not going to break I, be, I have had meat in the last couple of months I'm not, but I'm like I'm not going to pay 10 bloody dollars for a sip of bone broth no 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 and then I thought oh I can get some mixed nuts because that's also what our later starring person also eats and I thought that's that's boring so I went into the whole foods <laughs> aisle and um, I got these what do these look like a profile of the individual that we're going to be talking about. They do, but what 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 snack do you think they are? Oh, what snack do I think they yeah. are? Um, I mean, they look like ski poles to me. They're pretzel sticks. Yes. Oh. Made with cauliflower. I did not see that coming. Neither did Gwyneth. Yeah. I'm actually going to have another. One. What is what is it flavored with? But does it have mustard on it? I think it's got something on it. I think it's got like um. Yeah, just pretzel flavoring. They're not bad, actually. No, they've no. got they've got the um, um and and listener viewer. We are going deep deep into it now. We are. If you have ever seen a vegetable stick yeah. snack, it's got the same internal yeah. foaminess. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very nice. I would I would eat these again. I would do them with like a sauce of some sort, like a mm. you know, like a like a eggplant sauce. Or mm. A bit of babakanoush. Yeah, yeah, it's like a. Or, okay, one more because it's disgusting on on the thing. Well, Ina, that was delicious. Yes, it was. I will not be cooking Ina though for um for Easter. Who are you cooking for Easter? Uh, mm. So the carrot cake is always going to be Mary Berry, right. but without the walnuts. I'm going to try without the walnuts because also when I do it for work. We do it for the potluck that week. So that so actually, I've never done a um, carrot cake so close to each other. Mm. So what's going to be quite good is that I do it for Easter, which I know I can do, but then I can do it again for, I've got to do one again on the Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to use pecans instead of walnuts? No, I might just do it without nuts, uh, mainly because I just think nuts are such a... What a, a filler. They're a controversial ingredient. And also, it does limit what pe- at work what it can do. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if someone's allergic, then it's like, mm, sorry. So, so I might just do both nuts. Plus, nuts are really fucking expensive now. Uh, they, they are. They are knocking. They, I'm just like, no. Yeah. But do Mary Berry carrot cake. And then uh, my mum's recipe for roast spuds. Mm. And then Jamie Oliver's Legolas. Ooh, yeah, it's yes. amazing. So, um, and I'll probably do it in the Dutch oven as well. So it should be really good. I feel like you made that for me before, the Jamie Oliver one. Yeah, I think we did it. Did we do it? Just after Christmas, a couple of years back. I think so. It feels right. Yeah. Now, I remember doing it. It was nice. It was very good. Yes. I enjoyed that recipe quite much. Well, that's enough talking about ourselves. What's going on in the gayborhood? We discussed the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. So I am going to ask if you go first, because my one is an important message. I'm not saying yours is not. Oh, okay. So uh, do you have a request as to which one of mine goes first? Or um, Actually, I know which one I'm going to go first on. I do love the fact we are now like, okay, we're going to pick one news item now. <laughs> and now all those people like at an office thing where in a meeting that goes... One question for each person. Yes, I have a three-part question. Yeah. <laughs> I have a three-part question with four sub-questions in there. Uh, so my new story of the week uh, comes from Poland, which I never thought I would do on this podcast. I do uh, like a poll. Oh, I'm sorry. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. I did not. The joke was right there, and I just didn't see it coming. Um, Neither did Gwyneth. Gwyneth didn't see a lot of things coming. <laughs> Her neck, her back. Anyways. <laughs> her pussy and her candle. <laughs> my egg! <laughs> I can't find my glasses. <laughs> oh. oh, anyways. So, out of Poland this week, um, there was a surprise visitor uh, in Poland to see the British troops. Prince William did a semi-covert mission to go see the frontline troops that were stationed in Poland. Um, they're associated with the um, um, fighting Ukraine at this moment. Um, so he went to Krakow and then uh, afterwards went back to Warsaw. And my story really starts in Warsaw. So he was there over his birthday. And uh, there was a reservation made for him and his entourage, his entourage of 12. Um, they went to the um, Buto Bistro, which rather interesting, advertises itself as a queer space with comfort food. Yes. I wish someone over here was a queer space with comfort food. We just get light fare. Well, I, the thing is, they were advertising themselves as a pub, but they looked more like a restaurant. But the controversy that came out of it 
is that they didn't tell staff that he was coming, just that someone under the code name Daisy had a reservation for 12. So code name Daisy is apparently Prince William. I think that's Prince George. <laughs> well, <laughs> Prince Sassy. Well, good for him. What's, did anything bad happen there? Or no? no, nothing bad happened, but it was just making all of like the news stories. It was on instinct and queerty of like, oh my gosh, Prince William is codenamed Daisy. And I was like, what is this? What is this? I don't know their code names, actually. It's not... His one is definitely not Daisy all the time. No, it's not. I don't think it's Daisy at all. I just think for some reason they needed a gayish name for a gay restaurant, and Daisy is what it was. And Daisy he was. For that well, I hope he had a fine time. I think he did. He looked like he did from the paparazzi photos. Yeah. I did sort of stalk it. I was like, oh, yes, you seem to be enjoying yourself. I mean, I don't think it's food that a bottom would have ate, but, you know. Good to see Yeah. And do you have another bit of news? I do have another bit of news. I didn't realize you were going to make me do both of mine at the same time, but I will. In news, listeners, sort of a call to arms, May 7th. Put it in your calendars. There is going to be a telethon called Drag Isn't Dangerous. It is co-sponsored by Trixie Mattel Cosmetics and other organizations. Um, As stated by one Miss Trixie Mattel herself, the only place where men undress sexualized children is church. So, Trixie, along with 20 of her sisters from RuPaul's Drag Race, will be performing a telethon raising money against anti-trans and anti-drag bills that are going on in the United States. Do you know what it's being shown on at all? Do you know what? I am looking into that right now because I couldn't tell from the article where it was actually going to be shown. I think it's going to be an online venue. World of Wonder show it because, quite frankly, all they do is show basically someone films DragCon and then they spend the rest of the year turning it to TV shows. Absolutely, but it's supposed to be a mixture of like live routines, pre-recorded stuff. We're going to have Trixie, Money Exchange, Bob, the Drag Queen, Concha, Jinx Monsoon, Manila Luzon. I mean, the list goes on and on. Bindula Krim, I think, is supposed to be one of it. It's like 20 individuals are going to be there. So, listeners, I'm begging you, please go in, look, support, do what you can, enjoy for our sisters, like, going out there. And also, it was announced that uh, RuPaul has uh, made an HRC um, fund for the Drag Defense Fund for individuals who are arrested for performing drag in certain states. So, well done, RuPaul. And this is where America is. Yes, where we're having to have legal defense funds for drag queens. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to... That sides nicely into my second story, um, <laughs> but not my first. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you to repeat the last line again. The first story that came up originally was going to be our emergency for old and tired. <laughs> but then it was like, when you found a really good story, and I'm like, I'm glad you found that one. Yeah. It's just this... And the story was so stupid. Basically, this school... It was a first grade concert and they were going to do Rainbow Land by Dolly and Miley Cyrus and they were going to do Rainbow Connection by Kermit Diffrog and they both got banned from it. They've reinstated Rainbow Connection but Dolly and Miley will not be. Why? What do you have against one Kermit the Frog, two Dolly and Miley? Like- I am Kermit Diffrog. Rainbow Connection, Sound of My Childhood. Like, I remember watching that movie over and over and over again. Like, this is where it's at now. <sighs> this is where it's at. I mean, are they banning over the rainbow next? Probably. I, I, this, <sighs> this is, this is, but they, and I'm, I'm, you know, if you need, if anyone listening needs me to explain why, how they got to a point where Rainbow Connection is being, they made the Rainbow Connection, 
you know that it's this is it this is the stupidity of it yes the sheer stupidity, stupidity of, of it. it like and and i'm kind of with Dolly, I don't actually know this Dolly and Miley song. I don't know why it kind of it went past me. I, I don't know either. I and I don't think it's on her new album. I'm just at a point of well, if you're going to ban Dolly. You're gonna, you're pissing off the gays. Now you're gonna piss off the Christians. Do you just want to sit with no one? I think so. They want to be at a table all by themselves in the cafeteria. So that's my. I, I just, I, I kind of wanted to. It wasn't my intention to do this story, but mm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, honestly, and this sounds fickle, bored of, of reeling off these stories of things that are getting banned, and it's these micro cancellations which are panicking me slightly. Well, it's just everything you turn around. It's like. The Rainbow Connection. It's you know, drag queens. It's my God! Like ugh, I'm over it. So the next story is probably not going to meet. I I feel judging by the people I can see listening to the podcast. I can see where you are. Um, that you may not get the significance of this. But on Wednesday morning, it was Wednesday. I could be completely wrong. I think uh, it was Wednesday. Wednesday morning. It was either Wednesday or yesterday. It was definitely, yeah, it was Wednesday then, definitely. Um, The royal family posted a picture of Camilla, Queen Consul, Mm -hmm. with an individual called Paul Mm O'Grady, with a dog. And the individual in question, Paul O'Grady, was a TV personality, and he had sadly passed away. Mm -hmm. He was a known homosexual he had his own he had multiple shows he had his own talk show mm. uh, called a Paul O'Grady show and then a new Paul O'Grady show oh. so it was daytime TV he did a lot of and he also did some his big one was his Battersea Dogs Home show so Battersea Dogs Home is a dog uh, uh, like a what, what do you call it Humane Society yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's in Battersea in South London um, mm-hmm. it's very famous a lot of jokes so you like you picked up your girlfriend from Battersea Dogs Home uh, sort of thing, you know. But he did a show there and it followed the stories of dogs and their funny oh, nice. Yeah. So he sadly passed away and usually, you know, we do have a lot of, of gay queer celebrities out there and sadly it's always sad. Sadly it's always sad when they die. <laughs> but Paul O'Grady interestingly started his career as the lovely, ever amazing Lily Savage, uh, a drag persona who actually Savage was his mum's maiden name oh and he's never confirmed that that's actually where he got the name from though but I'm pretty sure art is imitating life so he's from a he was from an area in Liverpool where the Beatles are from and all that sort of shenanigans and Mm -hmm. he started there in his drag performance ended up down in the 80s at the RVT the Royal Vauxhall Tavern in South London not Mm -hmm. far from Battersea Dog Zone Uh, grew in popularity and in the 90s hit the mainstream he did the Ed- Edinburgh Finch she did the Edinburgh Finch Festival mm. and all of a sudden it was Lily everywhere and Lily had TV shows mm. Lily Live was a good one she did a, a chat show and famously went into Annie in a revival of Annie as Miss Hannigan oh I could see that based on the clips I've seen this week yeah as as Lily mm. so mm, apparently and I so I saw Lily in pantomime, but not as a not as the pantomime dame. Oddly, she mm. she played the the wicked queen. Mm. There's a good line about South London and kebabs. It was hilarious. <laughs> but she she went in, and when she performed as when he performed as Lily, when he was in a show, he would 
the, the, the bio would be for Lily and it was a made up bio. Ah. it was so funny the bio was ridiculous that's ingenious uh, and I think they put a little side thing about you know Lily Lily's supported by a good friend Paulo Grady mm-hmm. so then yeah Lily Lily was just everywhere they did blank uh, blanky blank was the game that I think you called the match game over here yes. she presented that um, if you could go online and just type in Lily Savage blankety blank outtakes yeah <laughs> there's 20 minutes oh Jeez. For one 20 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so The entire episode funny. was oh, an outtake. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> but sadly, I mean, Paul O'Grady had a lot of health issues. Mm. He read his, I read his first autobiography, but he's got four of them. I'm going to nick them off mum when I get home. Mm, but he retired Lily in 2004 and then ended up... Actually, so she's officially in a convent in the south of France, uh. reclaiming herself. But he did retire. He brings her out of retirement occasionally, but he, he did say that Lily got this too tough to do. I mean, it happens, happens. with a character. But like... the, the reason this was really tough this week was because Paul O'Grady was the mainstream gay culture. And even though RuPaul has done an amazing job in actually retaining f- f- being famous, but Ru did it and stayed not... Ru didn't go mainstream. Everyone flocked to her. Right. Lily went mainstream, but never once. I mean, she may have sworn a bit less, and she was. She had a beautiful sense of her, it, her stuff is funny, not mean though. Oddly, not mm, mean, mm. but she did. She was a really her comic her comedy was amazing and just so out there funny. But for a lot of us and a lot of my generation who were posting this week about her, it really broke our hearts because. You would sit and watch Lily Savage with your nan. You could mm. watch her with your parents. Lily made it. She made she she. We were, we grew up in the nineties in 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 London. She made gay approachable. Approachable. We were having a really hard time. We were post AIDS. There was the Section Twenty Eight going on, which was a don't say gay bill, and um, which is really sad about Florida going that route because we did it in England already and it did not work. And there's a there were a lot of deaths. But Lily really was there when everyone just felt different. There was a gay kiss on the EastEnders. It will be front page news claiming our kids were corrupted. And Paul O'Grady as Lily was horrendously mainstream, horrendously funny. And apparently, like, like during the AIDS crisis, was the first person to march. During Section 28 was the first person to march again. And then when eventually you know, our lives did settle down, campaigned out and out for our four-legged friends. He's a huge dog fan, owns a farm. There was not one inch of that platform that they did not use. Mm. And a lot of us are starting to realise that now and what they did. And I saw a few really upset people online and it's, it's obvious. And to be in a country right now, which I do love this country, I do love America, who is outwardly trying to ban drag and then coming from a country where the royal family acknowledged the death of a famous drag queen is jarringly, it's jarring, it's whiplash. It's worlds apart, literally. And everyone, down to RuPaul's already commented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ru commented. Well, and several of the drag queens have. That's my little bit, and I and I, I couldn't have done, I wanted to keep this episode a bit quieter, but I, I honestly could not have done this episode and our I'm going to say our 27 listeners we have more than that I think (laughs) without talking about this amazing person and I know we get a lot of deaths at the moment it feels like it is a lot of people yes 
Yes. But every so often, and it happened when David Bowie died, the energy in the world feels different. Feels off, yeah. The Queen and David Bowie yes. and this. <laughs> yeah. It, something doesn't feel the same, and we just have to fight forward. But that is my. I'm getting. I actually getting a little bit emotional because I do. I I just absolutely adore Lily. Yeah, thing with just touch me. No, uh, no, but it really was quite something. But definitely, I will put a clip up. But please. Did you um, all get a bevy in the interval? <laughs> Why do they always have two fucking staff on in theatres? <laughs> hey, three and a half thousand people and two bar staff. One of them's had a hip replacement. She's only just come back to work. So if any of you say that you heard me have emotions, we are going to have some issues. He never cried. He never, never shed a tear. Never. Never. I can testify to that. He's cold and callous as the day I met him. I was cold and callous as Lily told me how to be. There you she go. told me I could be who I wanted and I would slap her from Liverpool. <laughs> and I wanted to be a stone. <laughs> so Daniel, what has your culture been this week? Well, we'll have a very quick rundown. So I'm going to be very honest, listeners. I have been dealing with last minute like crew stuff this week trying to schedule hotel rooms and etc etc and salt scrubs and just wonderful things and people apologizing about booking hotel rooms at, on a Sunday night fuck Finally. your life fuck yeah. your life anyways so my culture this week uh, my food I was a good millennial this week and I embraced avocado toast I had it several times last week because I just did not feel like cooking too much but it hit the spot it was perfect can I ask you something yes do you do anything to it I was thinking of doing it this weekend yes. for the hubs um, because we are trying we're at the end of the the cycle so I'm trying to cheat so what do you do to it so I will uh, put a little bit of butter in a pan and actually heat up the toast and brown yes. it a little bit I mash up the avocado sprinkle it with salt sprinkle it with crushed red peppers and then add a little bit of olive oil on top of it and then it just depends sometimes there's something else added like tomatoes or something else it just depends uh, my other food of the week was Sir Kiswick's uh, garlic sauce it's a vegan sauce that I have been using for everything and it's just a little bit of something to get you over the hump if you're missing some aioli or mayo um, but it doesn't taste like non vegan yeah yeah, yeah, or it doesn't taste like normal vegan mayo. Like it's much better. Uh, my songs of the week: we have Taylor Swift, "All the Girls You Loved Before." That was her single that she released last week. Uh, Koi Leroy Players, also a good one, brand new. Um, we have Miley Cyrus, "Jaded," love it so much. My soundtracks of the week: my re-listen was Xanadu. Not gonna lie, I sort of like the movie soundtrack a little bit better after listening to this one again. Yeah. I feel like there was more build-up to the final number. Just saying. No, it's good. I've not. I've not seen the show. I've heard, I've heard bits of the show one, the, the soundtrack. But I do prefer the film. Yeah, uh, my new soundtrack of the week, and this is a little bit shocking, was Dream Girls, and I'm talking about the Jennifer Holiday and Sher- Sherry Lee Ralph version. I've listened to the mu- movie, but never that one. Uh, any good? Uh, very good. Very good. Uh, I will say I did like the pacing and the tempo of some of the movie numbers a little bit better. But I do like the voices in the original Broadway soundtrack. Nice. Yep. What about your comedy of the week? Uh, my comedy of the week was uh, one Miss Rich Bitch Leo Ruddick. Um, it was hilarious. Uh, there were several photos that your hubs took of Matt and I where we were engaged in conversation and we are just like, beep, leave us alone. <laughs> um, 
and your hubs is up to antics is all I'm going to say during that number. Yeah, I did hear that he 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 was pulled into it. I could not be there. Uh, Nick was here, and and we decided we couldn't get him a ticket, and I only get my friend for a couple of days, so sadly couldn't go. I was very panicked. Brett Goldstein would be making a cameo, like at any of the comedy clubs. Oh yeah, he's actually doing all the LA ones. The dick. Ah, love you, Brett. <laughs> Come to DC. <laughs> I heard you had a good time. I heard she was very funny. Oh yes, she was hilarious. Excellent. My, my my culture of the week is very quiet. As I said, we had a lot of friends here. I had to miss Leah Raddick. And also, the only film at the cinema that I hadn't seen was John Wick 4. And the only and that is, even though of all the John Wick films I haven't seen, four of them, uh, that made it a little bit harder. <laughs> but I am excited this week. I think I might go and see Dungeons & Dragons because it's getting very nice reviews. As I say, it's been getting very good reviews. Yeah, I like the, the two guys. It's John Francis Daly. So the guy who wrote it was when we watched Wait, uh, Waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, the young, the new yeah. guy. That's him. Yeah, he, oh. yeah he's a, he was in Freaks and Geeks years back, but he does a lot. So I'm excited for their humour. So for me, my, my two bits of culture, because I did start, I did make a good cracker at Secret City. Uh-huh. I got 35 pages in, which I'm very proud of. Okay. Um, was this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Must Remember This uh, is back for its new season, and it's Katrina Longworth, who is an amazing film critic and film historian. If you ever read an article about Song of the South, usually it's her podcast that's cited. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes. We've uh, had this conversation. Yeah, I've not listened to that season yet of this, so I, I'm I'm gonna go back. I once I think the summer hits and it's quieter, but yeah. but she is married to Ryan Johnson, who writes the um, writes and directs the uh, Glass Onion. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, her, yeah, it's yeah. her. It's his wife. Ah, very but nice. the new one is erotic nineties, so a lot about censorship and the the, the Ooh, yeah. So cool. erotic eighties is really good, and she's bringing it into the nineties more. So highly recommend. She had a really excellent podcast season a couple of years back on Polly Platt, which went along with Polly Platt's um, ex-husband was Peter Bogdanovich, who was a big film producer in the 70s. Polly Platt was his wife and supported him. TMC did a really great podcast about uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, he's Peter. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> their marriage split up when Peter Bogdanovich met Sybil Shepherd. Ah, yeah. okay. Um, so uh, I think Katrina Longworth got wind of it and decided to do one about the wife and it's really good I highly recommend uh, new podcast of the week uh, Jamila Jamil has a new one called Bad Dates does exactly what it says on the tin uh-huh. a couple of celebrities come on discuss their worst date really funny 50 minutes it, 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 I, I like it I, I do feel that we are on a podcast which is very much we're trying to find our feet with our audience and yeah. obviously she has an instant audience at the same time, I really like it. I'm, I think she's a very interesting character. I, I, yes. Yes, she's very outspoken. Yes. <laughs> so I, I give it a go. I quite liked it. Uh, the second episode is a lot of the... It's Paul Feig, Wendy McClendon, Coveney, and who was um, in Bridesmaids as the one that's like, I cracked a sheet. It's in the Goldbergs. <laughs> uh-huh. And... Melissa McCarthy's husbands. Oh yeah. yeah, they get so it's like little groups of people. But it, I really liked it, and they all together. They don't do one at a time. Oh, so it's just a very group conversation. Yeah, and then the first one was, um, I was going to say Coco, uh, Conan, and Sean Hayes. So yeah. like really yeah, good yeah, people, yeah. like like it, and, and really funny stuff. Very interesting dynamic that those groups that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to look forward to this one. Yeah, very nice. 
That may have been the culture for us, but why is making an impact for everyone else? We check the feeds, test the mood. And Jesus, Daniel, watch out. Oh, it's okay. It's just an influencer. Carry on. Oh, 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 jeez. Where were we? Oh, we test the moods and we answer the questions. What is gay culture? Oh, look, oh, the skier over there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. It's the bunny slope. Ah, oh, I'll pray. I'll pray. Don't even get... Right, okay. So we, we, we're going to have to... We're going to have to have our veggies before we get to dessert. So we're going to explain. Yes. This week, <laughs> there are times when... Every week, Daniel, I fret to Daniel, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Right. It typically happens on Tuesdays. Tuesday. Like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And usually on Wednesday, the gay gods provide us with something. Yes. Sadly, this week, it was the loss of our lovely Lil. Mm-hmm. But also, there are times when the gay gods, will, i.e. Dolly Parton, yes. literally give you such sad news that they are, they're not ventral gods, they're good gods, and they mm-hmm. go... If I give you loads of sad news this week, I'm going to make it up with a story. That's so good, so juicy, so robust. That could literally, if someone put our podcast concept into an AI generator, would have come up with this story. But but in a lesser version, because we couldn't even imagine it. And last week... Nick was here and said, and I told him about the podcast, and yeah. he said, you should do the story about Gwyneth Paltrow. And <laughs> I went, I don't know what's going on there. It hadn't really, it, it kind of, it was a sleeper one, wasn't it? So, a little bit of background for those that followed the case, need to know the timeline. But, Daniel, you're not going to go into too much detail. Because no, 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 no. if people want more detail, there's an episode of our podcast they should go back and listen to. Yes, episode seven, mm-hmm. where I explain it on Old and Tired. But just to give a timeline yeah. of how it broke is that Thursday, I believe, the trial was starting to kick off. And that's whenever you had Nick approach me yeah. at the bar saying, oh, you should do this for Old and Tired. And I'm like, actually, that's not a bad idea. Like, I'll do it for Old and Tired for Friday record. Sure, let's do it. And you did it beautifully. And the thing is, the story kept giving from that moment on. It was uphill. It was not downhill. It was uphill. Well, that was the thing. When it when it started, and this is the trial, mm. to, to the brief sum up is it was Gwyneth... Uh, Gwyneth is being sued by someone. She was being sued by Mr. Tom Sanderson. And it's a question of, did he hit her or did she hit, hit him? him? And if she hit him, did she just ski away down the slope, essentially? And he originally wanted... Like three hundred and sixty-five he, he, million. He, no, no. He originally wanted three million dollars. It got thrown out to where it could only be three hundred thousand dollars. Right. Gwyneth, on the other hand, said, "I want one dollar," and everyone was like, "Oh, are you friends with Taylor Swift?" Swift. And she's like, "No, I actually want the one dollar." Like, right. <laughs> that's one dollar in legal fees, wasn't it? Right, right. And no, but she, okay, she didn't just say no. She went. We speak occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where it began. Because we did Old and Tired. I was like, at the time, I thought it was just a background story that was going to be um, another celebrity involved in something. And that was it. Well, the build up to it was also under the radar because it happened in 2016, apparently. Like, who remembers that after living through COVID? Not I. I was just like, what are we talking about? Like, when I was first like hearing about it, like... And it was a sleeper story, like, even in mainstream news. And then it became, like, front page of the WAPO. Like, that's how I, you know. Be- because people literally embraced the fact it was 
the whitest story, the whitest court case of all time. The whitest, most privileged story of all time. A former dentist gets hit by Gwyneth Paltrow. No. no. <laughs> but it was, but for somehow, and this could have been, Gwyneth Paltrow is a bit of a butt for jokes. I do, I love her as an actress. I, I do, I'm going to admit it. I think Sliding Doors, even though it's a really rough looking film, when you look at it now, you're like, oh, what the hell was that? Yeah. It's a really good film. And what's the one where she's the airline hostess? I've not seen that one, but I know what you're talking about. That one, that one, that one has not aged well, but it's also rough. But she's good in it, and she's good. She's, I think she's oddly strangely likable. I liked her as Holly Holiday in Glee. I yeah. thought she was, and, I, and so she's always been. I liked good. her as Emma. I've not seen that Emma. I like that Emma. I've seen the you Emma. There are better Emmas though. Yeah. So I was like, this is gonna be okay. So it's she's gonna get crucified. Mm. And she didn't. Somehow people were like, she's no. in on the joke. Oh, she wasn't on the joke. From head to toe with her fashion, she Billy Flynned it, is what she did. <laughs> so, and this was, there was so much. And so, and, and, and we, we, so we were working at how we're going to do this. And, uh-huh. and, 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 you know, Daniel's going to break down the fashion for us a bit. And we're going to go into some stuff. But really, I think I saw multiple headlines this week that were, I do not want this to end. Most of them I probably sent you too. <laughs> yeah. But everyone was like, I don't want this to end. This is so petty. But she really was. He did. And this is a big thing in it, wasn't it? How? Because he claims he didn't know who she was. But then there was a text message uh-huh. that where he, sp- he, he, got, he said to his kids, I'm going to be famous. He's like, I'm famous now. I was here by Gwyneth Paltrow. But I said, Daniel will go into the fashion. But the other highlight was that his lawyer <laughs> completely fangirled over Gwyneth. And we do mean... Fangirl, let's be honest. How much she was fangirling, and I feel that we 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 should go into that a bit more. And we actually have exclusive audio from the event. Yes, we do. In this production, I will be taking on the role of a one Miss G. Dot Paltrow, and I'll be taking on the role of the lawyer. We couldn't bother to learn the name. <laughs> She's a female in a Hollywood movie. She's lucky she even has a face. She's living her best martial life, is what she's living. You were wearing goggles. A helmet? Yes. Okay, you probably had a better ski outfit, I bet. (laughs) I still have the same one. (laughs) I'm sorry. So you have a lawyer, a guy claiming he didn't know who Gwyneth was, but then claiming he's going to get famous. You have a lawyer... Who is starstruck. A starstruck lawyer. And on top of this, Gwyneth decides to enter, hiding her face with a $250 notebook. I mean, it was more than a moleskin. Did you see it, though? Yes. It was actually really nice. I I wanted that note. I know. I coveted it. (laughs) So we're going to do a lot of these. We're going to talk a lot about this. But I feel in order to set the scene, we need to know what was Gwyn Gwyn wearing. Okay, so Gwyn Gwyn. Let's let's start off. The one miss in the entire um, wardrobe uh, trial, you know, wear that she had was what is referred to as a ski après outfit, which was her with the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and the white turtleneck. Because it was the only outfit that literally screamed, I ski. Everything else that she wore was more of a, I couldn't be bothered to be here. 
she was wearing at one point this gorgeous, gorgeous emerald green jacket. I loved it so much. I like that one. That was nice. That was stunning. There was also the peach blouse that had the pussycat bow on top of it that was just gorgeous. There was the day that she walked in with the 90s power suit, but there were no shoulder pads, and it was tailored to show off every single line, and it was as if she was saying, I am supposed to be at a Goop Creative meeting right now. Why am I here? Here is my giant bottle of water in a glass bottle. Like, why am I bothered to be here, peasant? And then there was also this gray suit that she was wearing. Like, she was fantastic. Like, other than the Apri outfit, it was all a... I can't be bothered to be here. Like, I have better things to be doing. Why am I here at this courthouse? Why am I here to, with any of you peasants? Why? Why am I here? It was It was and, not Laurie Lachlan's brown suit by any means. No. Like, she didn't go for demure. She went for what makes me look like I'm, you know, fantastic as I am. And uh, that I should be somewhere else. Like, it was very much, I can't be bothered to be here. Why, why have you... But she, was, but she still dressed nice enough to know that she was going to respect the system. Yes, here's the thing. She didn't show up in, like, you know, some leather bustier or anything like that. She still looked the part of, I am a sincere citizen, I'm respectful, judge, I get it that we're on trial here to figure out who's paying whom, but it was not, you know, was nice. she wasn't ostentatious. She was put together, as Gwyneth would be. I like that. It's just, I feel... Daniel, it's really hard to work out though, and visualise this outfit, though. I feel we need to know how tall Gwyneth Paltrow is. Oh, that, that, that's wonderful. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". I'm so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both! I have to wear 4-inch heels just to make it 5'5". Five five. Well, they are very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, the other big issue is that no one actually witnessed this. Here's the thing. At the end of the trial, no one actually witnessed it or could tell who hit whom. The real worried one, though, was, and this is something we're not going to joke about, is Gwyneth felt she's been sexually assaulted. Yes, that did come up. That did feel really weird. Yes, it it did. Yes, I I'm not quite sure what was going on with that one, but yeah. there was just sorry, there was just something. She felt the guy landed on it oddly. Yes, as if it was sort of in a mm, groping manner. I think is how we could do it. Like it was a very awkward land. <sighs> so the big thing I think with this one was that no one really knew who. No one can work out who hit who, and we still don't know who hit who for that all them. And it was that was kind of the oddest thing about it was that both seem to have actual direct. That was what was confusing was that they both yeah. have memory of hitting the other one. Yes. Now this is a bunny slope. I will say to you. Oh, was it actually a bunny slope? I thought like I was making that up. No, it was a bunny slope oh. apparently, or like oh. it was a beginner. So what we'll do. 
I, I went skiing a couple of months back for the first time and I only have, I never got off the bunny slope. I, I, I was, Same, but I a was, decade ago, yeah. I was going to, but I was like, no, we're going to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. When you're on a bunny slope, it feels like you're going really fast. If you haven't skied before, it does. So my counter, though, is the bunny slope I was on was small and flattish. You couldn't go that fast, though. So it, so it felt it. So what we're going to mm-hmm. do is, Daniel, actually, I should have asked you this. Do you, do you have our Instagram account? Bitches W Beards the Pod. So what Daniel's gonna do is I'm gonna ask you to put up a video of me on a bunny slope. Okay. Because you'll get an idea of just the speed you get on a damn bunny slope. Video of Max on bunny slope. But yes, it does, sir. It does feel fast, but when you actually look at it, it's not fast at all. No, so it's not I fast can't work out how he had like three broken ribs. Oh no, it was four broken ribs and a personality change afterwards. Is what he was claiming. I think, though, Daniel, this is getting very confusing. Oh. I think, no, we should reconstruct it. But mm-hmm. sadly, I don't know who we're going to get to do that. Oh. And you're not trained in accident reconstruction? Me? Yeah. No. Neither am I. You have to worry when your lawyer says that. That, that, that is ridiculous. <laughs> You have lost the trial at that point, sir. And he did, but you know. <laughs> but apparently, apparently though, so they, she, so she got hit, she fell over, she thought she was being pranked. Mm. The guy then was acting really creepy or she felt uncomfortable the way he was acting. Right. And apparently, like, she just skied off. I, I, I don't think, I don't, and this is the thing, right? So I, I've been skiing. Mm-hmm. People get hit. Yeah, it's part of being You skiing. check on people, but it kind of is like, I don't know what the protocol is of how bad you fell over. Yeah. I do think it is bad this guy can't go wine tasting anymore. Have you heard this one? Yes. And I was just like, honey, I don't know if the ski accident is the wine tasting. But, so apparently he was very traumatized. And on top of that, he claims he was hit, but then Gwyneth Paltrow claims she was hit, and apparently she got a little bit irate. And I was yelling at him. Pretty loud, pretty forceful. I was pretty upset. Small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. And that's when you were furious and said, you skied in my fucking back at the top of your lungs. Yes, I did. And I apologise for my bad language. <laughs> oh my god. And and this is kind of it. There's nothing... Oh, we can drag this out longer, but there's nothing really... There's not really anything more to say on it. There's no climax. <laughs> my, the highlight for me had to kind of be there's a couple of others and one was Apple Martin's testimony and I just love the fact she has Chris Martin's name I don't know why that makes it even funnier it's she's Apple Martin and um apparently Jennifer Saunders did a ongoing sketch where she played Chris Martin's mum on the phone to him and it was oh. like yeah oh oh I love this and the idea because he's very middle class and she yeah, goes yeah. why do you have to call her Apple <laughs> but 
Apple didn't witness the collision, but she did say afterwards that mum was a bit shocked, which I just love the fact she's Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter. I don't know what that yeah. is, that mum was a bit shocked. And she said, when, when Martin asked Paltrow what happened, she says her mum replied, that asshole ran into me. He ran right into my back. <laughs> she described Paltrow as being very clearly, visibly upset and in pain. And after lunch... Went to the spa for massage. I mean, that's what I do, really. But the, question, but the question also comes up, though. What happens at lunch? Après. 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 And I'm assuming, and you're under oath here, that you're a good tipper? Yes. Okay, fantastic. I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, that's it. Like, why did the tipping even come? I can't even... I've not even worked out why the tipping came into it. But I'm going to ask you, did you see the videos of the lawyer? Like, she was clearly starstruck. Like, she was not... All procedure went out the window. She could have graduated from Yale. It didn't matter. But her idol was on the stand and she got to I have her. never seen anything like it. I, I had to sit there with my headphones in and transcribe this interview. Couldn't quite fucking believe it i mean professionally that's not how a lawyer should be acting cross-examining a witness i would act like that if i met gwyneth paltrow quite frankly well yes but i'm just saying like it was yeah i, I don't even know at this point so the highlight of this the other bit was that when they asked her how it destroyed the trip for her she mm-hmm. just replied with i lost a day half a day of skiing <laughs> yes <laughs> but you know and at the end of the day drum roll please Gwyneth won. Right. She got her dollar. She got her dollar. And her legal fees, which, I mean, the legal fees is just a a joke. More expensive than the dollar. But it's just no one won. No one, no one, no, no one's going to lose any money. You know who won? The viewers won. (laughs) But like, they have so much money. And I think this kind of comes into... He's a retired doctor. Like, also not hurting for money. No one's hurting for money. No. Everyone got their little 15 minutes of fame. Or mm. Gwyneth Paltrow got a lifetime plus 15 of fame. Yeah. But even if she'd lost it, it wouldn't have been much. And I think that's evidenced in our final reading of the great novel that is Gwyneth and a Lawyer. I would have to check. Whatever the Dear Valley rate is, is what we paid. From what I saw in your deposition, the total bill was around... Does that sound about right? I would honestly have to check. But it was very expensive. Very. (laughs) I mean, I think we can say out of touch. Just a little bit. With inflation, etc. But that (laughs) last bit was exactly it. Yes. Exactly the epitome of someone who literally spent $9,000 on a day's worth of skiing and didn't even notice. Yeah. I got a check last night at the bar was for a certain amount of money and I had to double take it and it was nowhere near that level. <laughs> I was... So I quite frankly just want to grow up and be Gwyneth Paltrow. 1% problems, dear. We want the 1% problems. Yes. Oh my god. And and that kind of I mean, we just spent 
all that time literally talking shit about nothing. But isn't that what culture is? Yeah. Because here's the thing. That's going to have staying power. Ryan Murphy, your next season of like Feud is going to be this trial. Cass Gwyneth as Gwyneth. Or Cass Gwyneth as the lawyer. Cass Gwyneth as... That would just be Cass Gwyneth as the lawyer and Jessica Lange as Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, I think every gay would. But that was kind of it. That was that was literally the culture of the week. And it ended just as got indicted. Yes. And as was put out today, this is the America we're fighting for. Yes. And with Absolutely. that we say cheers. Cheers. And look behind you. Ah <laughs> I pray. And now it's time for Old and Tired, where we attempt to make sense of the stories that have baffled us. But instead of Googling it ourselves, we have the other one do it for us, because that's what friends are for. And someone was a lazy bitch this week and asked me to do some Googling. I did ask you to Google, because I felt like this was in your wheelhouse. Very much was. So, Daniel. Yes. What question do you have for me this week? So my question is, what is the what is this gay factor of Ted Lasso? Like, do tell me about the gay of it all. It was something we thought might be coming, no pun intended. Oh, oh okay. So, Ted Lasso as a TV show is very culturally diverse. Yes, absolutely. Actually, they, they actually the, the 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 soccer team is the football team. So I'm gonna say football. Come on, it's they have Hannah Waddingham. It's culturally yeah. diverse. But the actual team itself is they they do. It is very representative of what a British football team would look like. Mm-hmm. But they, I was wondering if they were going to bring in homosexuality into it. Because quite frankly, the British Football League is horrendously homophobic. It is institutionally homophobic. Their bosses oh. have told them to not come out. If you want to fight me on that, you can come find me and I will give you the receipts. I do think there was a BBC article on that one. It so. is disgusting. And anyone ask John Fashionu. Uh, he was a soccer player that famously hung himself after coming out as gay. Ooh, so let's ooh, not talk. Ooh, let's talk. Sorry. Yes, I know. <laughs> so uh, the episode began with uh, one of the, I would say, secondary players, the lovely Colin, who is mm. Welsh, who is a bit of a comedy light relief in Welsh. The, Welsh. But he's a bit of light relief. Mm. The Hubs is actually in. He's in the background at the moment. Would you say it's a light, the light relief? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you just give quick little one line zingers. Yeah, and he's okay. usually he's a bit dumb, isn't he? He's a bit, he's a bit stupid. Or you. Yeah. So yeah. it begins with him getting up, and we get a gratuitous shot of his of a nice cute little butt, and he's derriere. He's derriere, and he goes downstairs, and he's he's got a boy. I I get as soon as he got out of bed, I was like, he's gay. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, could, I could just sense it through the television. He was gay. Because they already played on the joke of, is it uh, the character Danny who was having a, con- a, a crisis of conscience and when it panned back, he was in bed with two women. You know, like, I've already <laughs> done that joke already. Right. And he goes, ah, oh, football mean death. And it was brilliant. But no, so, and imagine he was gay and later on in the episode, he brought this guy to a event with the team and introduce him as his wingman and the guy played played along. But obviously, in British, if you're dating a British soccer player, that's probably part of the agreement. I mean, I think I need to try that next, really. And the episode ended with uh, the journalist Trent Krim uh, seeing the two of them make out. And the journalist is meant to be writing a book about the Richmond, um, but whether or not he'll go and like reveal, that's another story. Mm. So I kind of wondered if this season they were going to go for a anything gay mm. the issue is if I say British soccer it's not it, 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 I mean AFC Richmond is going to be a um, AFC, AFC Richmond is going to be it's a bit of a dream 
You've got the lovely Hannah Waterman owns it. You've got the lovely Keely, who's their press person, who's never going to ever turn a gay guy down. So it's a pretty much a fairy tale. And the reality of it is it would be hard for this, this player. So right. how they're going to move forward with this storyline is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it will be ultimately very hopeful and nice. But they did have a bit in it where they've got this new player who is apparently everyone loves him he's the whole world loves him mm-hmm. and all the guys are going i'd go gay for the zava i go gay for zava and eventually this character goes yeah i'd sleep with him as well and they're like ha 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 but you could see the way it played was like you can see how these sort of scenarios are it's interesting to see it when you know now that character's gay that even though he said it quite jokingly you, you know he kind of meant yeah, it yeah she is <laughs> but also as a character well, I think where they're going to bring it in is that he's not the strongest player on the team he's a good player but he's not the most amazing one and he's already been kind of benched slightly for Zava so I think they're going to deal with the fact that this could possibly in his head ruin his career but again mm. being that we've got Tet Ted, we've got uh, Rebecca, we've got Keely, we've got everyone on the team. No one's going to bench a gay character. So it's going to be, whereas if he was with Nate at West Ham, that would be a different story. Mm. So this is going to be very interesting, but um, everyone's very excited. Ted Lasso has a huge following. I'm I'm kind of, yeah, that, that's the story. So it's big because it's Ted Lasso, but we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. And that's why I gave it to you. Yeah, you gave me something. We're going to go into Word of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, you have learned a new word. I have learned a new word. Sadly, that new word is still not no. <laughs> I'm just a girl that can't say no. So, do we think it's got staying power, or will it disappear? Does it make sense, or will it make our ears bleed? What is your word? You know, I don't know if it's got staying power, but it was very intriguing whenever I learned it. The word is dupe. The word is dupe. D-U-P-E. I know this word. Yes, but it's not the way that you think that the word is used, which is why it's interesting. So it's an inexpensive alternative to an expensive product, typically used by Instagrammers. So they find a bag. It looks like Coach, but it's not. It's a dupe. You've been duped into doing something. Yes. But it's, you know, a cheap yet effective stand-in for a name brand product, essentially. So, like, oh, you think this facial mask is going to, like, rid your pores? Oh, nope. This is a dupe. It's a stand-in. You know, not quite the same. I get you. Yeah. Millions wouldn't, but I get you. Yeah. Thank you. That's all I ask for, is that one one person gets me. Uh, it's either me or your mother. Oh, well, it's never my mother. <laughs> as we reach the end of our show, we come to our final thoughts, and we make sure they're as petty as possible. This is Petticoat Lane, where we pick a topic that's been irritating us, and we let you know why. And Max, it is all you. Go for it, my saucy friend. My issue this week is Instagram first traps and when they put gunkle activities into their feeds. Can we start with the word gunkle? The word gunkle <laughs> pisses me off. Yeah. It's yeah. like, stop calling yourself gunkle. If you need to create a new role for yourself in a family, your family don't fucking like you. Lose them. Yeah. Done. Sorry, I'm a gunkle. Fuck off. Only use gunkle if you're the godfather and an uncle of a child. Someone said, I'm a gunkle once. Yeah, I have four nieces. Don't mean I think you want to be a gunkle to them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I get really annoyed seeing really good looking men and they'll put like kids photos. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to see that. There, is this a sex it, account or a non-sex account? It's clickbait. It's clickbait. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh my god, I'm happy going all gay. Oh, piss off. No, I'm dumb. No one's happy. I also want to know what the people feel about when it on when you look on a scruff profile and it's like someone's like got their mate in the shot as well. And I'm like, do you know you're, you're like you're the like first trapping it? <laughs> do you know that your best female friend is in this? Like they've always got like a like up. a Tina Bob, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I might know. So no, that sounds so petty. But isn't that what petticoat lane's all about? I, that's what it's about. Air it out there. But I don't care if you're a gun call. Oh, no. great, you've got kids. That's not expendable income, then. No. It means you got to spend your money on someone else. Oh, Jesus, no. no I don't want to see my hard-earned money go to a bloody dinosaur sweatshirt. Right? Or books? <laughs> God, we're going to fucking hell this week, aren't Which we? Which is ironic, because I just sent my niece tons of books for her birthday, so... I want to see this book. The Hub sent me a, a, a clip of a Scottish guy reading Barbara's Big Beaver. And I want to see if that's actually a book, because I might buy it. Well, if it's real, let me know because it might be coming to her knees in Georgia. I yeah, no, it, it, it's it's something, it's something. See, but you don't. She's not your blood niece, is she? No, no, no. She's no. my best friend's daughter. Like, I love that from Julia Roberts was really good in it, but I really did root for Cameron Diaz by the end. Yeah, yeah, because Julia Roberts was sort of a heinous bitch in that one. Not gonna lie, not the best. <sighs> not the best. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's come up? The Hubs is walking forward. Oh, oh. It is available on Amazon. Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber is available <laughs> on Amazon. Can you... Send it to me. Send, to, send it to Daniel. But also, can you check and make sure it's a legitimate book? I don't want yeah, a jokey yeah. beaver book. I want, This is disgusting. Yeah, like, we need, like, we need, like, pages to, like, see and read it. Like, what's the narrative on this one? Anyway, this this, this episode's going off, off the chart, as usual, towards the end. It's a shit show. yeah. So that just kind of leaves us to say, what is the culture going to be next week, Daniel? We live in DC. It's we know it's going to be the it's going to be indictment. So I'm going to say this: it's going to be the indictment. So essentially, it's going to be trials, tribulations, and travel prep. Will there be a per- the, the, the the word of next week is going to be perp walk? Yes, perp walk. Which I don't think there will be. Yeah, and there won't be a perp walk. There won't be handcuffs because he's got. That service. Someone said the worst thing about him getting arrested is his secret service will have to be spend time in jail with him. Yeah. No one wins in that situation. But they were so, like, Michael Conan was so kind of pointed out that the guy's a germaphobe and he's got to sit in a holding cell. I love it. I love it. It's okay when the prostitute next door pisses the pisses. Sex worker. Sex worker. Sex worker. He'll be happy. It's true. So I think we should kind of wrap this up before we get indicted ourselves. Yep. And that just leads us to say the greatest four words of culture this week. We We wish wish you well. well. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.